Welcome to When the Slipper Fits podcast. My name is Caitlin. And I'm Felicity, and we are your hosts. In this podcast, you will find everything from Jesus, kingdom marriage, and a real live fairy tale all in one. Come along on this journey as we grow in Christ and prepare for our kingdom marriages. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's been since Valentine's Day. I hope you all had a good day and treated yourself well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Who took Jesus out on a date? I want to know. I want to know. Well, I had Moonies and treated Jesus and my mom to Moonies because it was a typical girl's day watching 101 Dalmatian. So it was a pretty good day. Ooh, that sounds good. I, what did I do? Oh, I had a bubble bath. I read the Bible. I did a face mask and I just like spend time with God. That's just what I did. (laughs) The face mask. Oh, pamper. And I love that. Bath bombs. Oh my gosh. A bubble bath is like the perfect relaxation. Listening to worship music too. Girl. Oh, that's it ultimate relaxation mode and then um or listening to a podcast like a a godly podcast oh yes absolutely i don't know my go-to lately has been kate nicole in jesus name oh so good i literally i love that i love it it's so good it's a song it's a song and a prayer all in one it really is it really is oh my gosh okay story time it's how we do this okay. around here so I turned on the Prince of Egypt, right? And my dad and my brother were sitting there. And we got to the scene where Moses was with the Hebrews and um, Tizipporah saw him, right? So after this point, she, w- she was brought before Moses and Pharaoh, right? So she had some very cold feelings towards him at this time. And she oh, yeah. <laughs> she threw him in the well and the, uh, the siblings, the little children, we're like, see, Papa says this is why you'll never get married. And guys, let me tell you. <laughs> My dad looks at me and goes, you, 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 you. <laughs> My family makes fun of me all the time for being single. You guys, I think that's just, it's just, we insult each other to show each other love, which is really backwards if you ask me. It's really <laughs> weird, but you know, this is what we do. And... um. <laughs> Everything. The wind can blow in a different direction. And I hear sea felicity. That's why you're not married. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I can totally relate to that uh, if I can talk today. <laughs> uh, the insulting is how we speak our love language. So I can totally relate to that. Totally. Every day there is something, <laughs> something. But you know what? When I do find a husband, okay. When I get married, I'm, I'm going to look at them and say, listen, listen, what do you have now? Okay. What are you going to say to me now? This is why you don't have a baby. Like, <laughs> Just don't drop them in the well. Just do not do that. <laughs> do you want to hear something? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm going to say this right now. But I at one time was seeing this guy. Katie, get ready. <laughs> Oh my god! He goes. Oh no! Am I ready for this? And this is fresh in my mind because we were literally talking about it at work today. He goes, "I can't even say it." Oh no! It's got to be that good if she can't say it. Oh no! And I can. You should see the look on her face right now. It's priceless. He goes. He says to me, "You know, you're really dull and boring. You have no personality." I was like, sir, excuse me. I have more personality in my pinky than you have in that entire body of yours. But okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Say so what now? No, Wait. Would- if you, ha- you have the most personality that I've ever seen. Like, uh-uh. I just no, spit my just- water. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God I didn't get some water. I almost <clears throat> did. Oh, I spit it everywhere. It's okay. Um. Oh my goodness. No, it just it just comes down to he wasn't the right guy for me because um I did not have a personality around him. Well, I did starting. And then I was like, man, this guy is not it. And so then I like no. I was very like monotone. That was another thing he called me, monotone. 
like he, hmm. he acted like this is how i talk like every single day like oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> is he a creeper <laughs> that's like creeper talk i'm like yo get back off <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i'd be like no thank you Goodbye. and we are oh. done <laughs> goodbye hashtag goodbye toodaloo Mm-mm. yeah so you're probably wondering ladies and gentlemen what are we going to talk about today Hmm. We have a lot. This is probably going to end up being a part one, part two. Just to clarify for you right now, Thursday was wild. We had a very long, long conversation on Thursday. Very long. To the point that God was just like, here, 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 here. Look this up. Look that up. Talk about wow. No, honestly, God really spoke really spoke to us two separate ways but once we talked about it together it just kept it led us down this rabbit hole you guys and that's where we get the contents for today's episode it just really it blew me away it really blew me away (sighs) oh for sure it blew me away it started when felicity well i'm gonna have her share it with you it was when she was waking up in the morning that's when it all started and the guy was talking to me and we both went down that same rabbit hole and we could not get out. And we thank Jesus we couldn't get out after that point. No, really. So the, during this time, the, the last couple of days, I had woken up at 3.07 in the morning, specifically 307 mm-hmm. every morning. And I was like, this is so weird. And I was always told, you know, if you wake up super early around three o'clock, that's usually God trying to talk to you. Okay. God wants to spend some yep. alone time with you. And that's the time that he is gotten alone with you like that's time that you're fully like everything else is quiet the world's not awake yet it's just you and god so Mm. you know every time i get up at that time i pray i mean that's just it's just like instinct and um it was 307 and the second day that this happened in a row i was like okay this is a little odd why is it 307 this has got to Mm -hmm. mean something like it's not like it was like 304 310 3 whatever it was 307 what are the odds of waking up at that exact same time days in a row? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking to Katie about that. I'm like, um, girl, this is what's happening. This is a little weird, right? And so we were like, I think it was you. We were like, oh, my gosh, maybe it's in the Bible. Maybe it's a verse. Yep. And I was like, oh. So the minute she said three, seven, I was like, that's got to be a verse. So we went to Joshua. Couldn't find it. Then we went to, I think it was Matthew. And Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Nothing, like Joshua somewhat made sense, but it didn't like click. And then Mm. you went to Genesis. And when you went to Genesis, I was like, oh my gosh, Exodus, Exodus. And I just kept thinking. And you were reading off Joshua 3-7 as I'm flipping to Exodus and looking for it. And guys... We found it. I got just thinking about it. We found it. Chapter 3, verse 7 in Exodus is called Moses and the Burning Bush. And it says this. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. That's 7. Keep going. This is where it's going to get good. So then we go to 8. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Bingo. Hello. Can we get? Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. There it is. And that really, and on my way home from work, I'm thinking, I'm like, what can we talk about? Because we were going back and forth with episode ideas for this week. Yeah. And um, Joseph, the son of Jacob, came to me. And I was like, hmm, okay, okay. And we both mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, that's good. You got the prodigal son. Oh. And we're like, no, that's good. That's good. And then as I'm driving, the Prince of Egypt, the movie. Yes came to my mind i don't i don't know why either though it was just like very weird it's like oh you need to go watch this so then we get on facetime and guys this is where it goes 
down. This is where revelation happened. I think we both shed a tear or two. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. This was it. God was so strong in that moment. He was there. He was like, you got it. Yes, you got it. You cracked the code. And we did. Let's just say when we both had the Prince of Egypt, let's just start off with that. We both had the Prince of Egypt at the exact same moment, at the exact same hour, at the exact same time frame. Okay. We both had the exact same scenes replaying through our heads. That was number two. The scene that kept coming to me was the burning bush and God talking to Moses throughout the whole scene, like, take off your sandals for you are standing upon holy ground. And the one thing that got to me the most throughout that whole scene was when Moses was like, who are you? And God looks at Moses and says, I am that I am. Mm, Does that not just get you having chills? When God says, I am that I am. He keeps going and says, I am the God of your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When God speaks, you start listening. You don't hesitate. You don't question him. But there are times as we're humans, we're sort of shocked because here's God talking to us. And we're like, what do you want? He appointed Moses for a reason. It had to be Moses taking them out of slavery, out of the 400 years of slaves out of Egypt. Now, if you think about the Egyptians... In a way, they were very lazy when it came to the slave days for 400 years. They were given the land. They didn't, they didn't receive the land. They refused. Mm-hmm. I think it's so powerful that God said, I am that I am. Because yes. when you break that down, like really break that down, mm-hmm. he's saying, like he could have just said, you know, I am Yahweh. I mean, he's got plenty of names he could have said one of those names but he said I am that I am and to me that really gets me thinking because um I think it was very powerful that he said I am that I am because he was saying I am the God of Abraham I he, he was saying to me that sounds like he's saying I am what you need me to be Mm I am your strength I am your provider I am your protector I am your God. You have nothing to fear because I am. That Amen. was so, so clear to me. And I think him saying I am just really, like I said, he could have said, I am Yahweh. I or you know, this is, I am your God. This is me. He, but he said, no, I am that I am. Amen. Mm. Mm. And sometimes we question God. How big can he do it? If he's the great I am, how big can he give me things? The question is, how hard are you going to work for it while God is making that story come to pass? You know, you think sometimes God can be a genie in a magic lamp. You know, you shake that magic lamp and go, okay, Lord, deliver me and provide for me. I'm just going to stay here because you're Jehovah Jireh. Yes, that that he is Jehovah Jireh. You know, he is the great I am. But you must do your part and work and harvest. Because when you don't work and harvest, how can God provide for you? He can't. Now, first of all, God never called for us to be lazy. I mean, Uh, that is a big no-no. He he is always, I mean, we always see throughout the Bible, these people, they're working. They're working in the field. Look at um, Mm -hmm. Ruth. She was busy working in the field. There is no, I'm going to sit at home and wait for my Prince Charming to come knocking on the door or fall off the tree in front of my house. There is no, you have to put yourself out there. How can you find the God, the guy that the God has set for you? How can you find him if you don't put yourself out there? He's not going to come knocking on your door. He is not going to fall out of the tree right next to your house. That's just not a reality. You have to go work in the field because when you're busy working in the field is when your blessings come. You guys, if you are focused on what God has said that he's going to do for you, it's it's not going to happen. God doesn't move while you're hyper-focused on it. God moves yes. in the quiet. God moves when you're when you're busy, when you're doing other things. That's mm. when God moves. God's not just going to... Take the guy by his shirt or or if you, the woman, 
and yep. drop them at your doorstep. That's no. not a reality. That is not going to happen. We have to be busy working in the field doing. And what does it mean to work in the field? What has God called you to do? For both Katie and I, it's this ministry. It's this podcast. This yeah. We are working. We are providing content. We are helping you guys discover that the single season is truly a blessing. Oh, yes. We're helping you guys be content. We're trying to give you guys you know, very biblical information to help you during this time. Yes. This is our busy in the field. This is what mm. we are sowing in the field right now. What are you Amen. sowing? What has God mm. called you to sow? And, you know, going back to Moses, how did Moses respond when God said, you know, I want you to free the, the Israelites that were enslaved for 400 years, even though... <clears throat> Your adoptive parents, I mean, he's kind of Pharaoh, but I need you to go against them and I need you yeah. to do this. I need you to lead my people out. And Moses is like, say what now? Yeah. What, what are you, what? Do you know who I am? Do you know what I have done? And God, and here's the thing. God said to Moses, but I will be with you and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have bought the, brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. You guys, God told Moses, I already have taken into account who you were before I've called you. I already knew who you, I already know how this is all going to play out, but I still called you. God says, as long as you have me on your side and you do the thing I have called you to do, you have nothing to fear I will provide. Look, I mean, Moses and the Israelites, they did, they did go with tribulation, okay? When they're oh, yeah. running after the, or when they're running away from the army and the chariots, they, they run into the Red Sea. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? God says, I'm, I'm, I am the great powerful. Okay. God is the God of making the impossible possible. Okay. You guys God parted the Red Sea, let Moses and the Israelites go. And what did the sea do after it crashed down on the army? See, the thing is, is when you're walking in the footstep and on the path that God has called you to do, he will provide a way of escape for you. He may not yes. take you out of the danger. He may put you in the dangerous positions to show you how powerful he is and that he has you and that he will take you through the storm. God never said that he was going to take us out of the storm, but he did tell us that he was going to provide a way of escape through the storm. Look at, at, at when Jesus was on the boat. Okay. Oh. I was just having that image in my head. Mm. Yes. I love this. And and they were like because of their lack of faith, they were they were drowning. And Jesus, yeah, is saying, "Ye of little faith." Yes. Jesus yes. was in the boat with them. Yes. And still that and also walking on water. You know, we sometimes get to our doubting process when we're seeing the breakthroughs come to pass, you know, and, you know, I'm going to go back and forth between Moses and Peter with Jesus walking on the water, you know, you're seeing the Israelites looking at Pharaoh's chariots coming first before the parting of the Red Sea. Okay. And they are freaking out at this point, but who is not freaking out? Moses. Why? Because he has the faith and the strength that G that God, not Jesus, I keep saying Jesus, that God is going to protect his children, no matter what trials and tribulations you come against. You know, we think about the world we're living in right now with COVID. You know, it's it's a big deal. But when you put the full armor of God and Psalms 91 all over you, no evil doing can touch you. Okay? God, God's protection is bigger than any illness or virus going around. You know, think about the plagues and, you know, they put the blood of the lamb on their doorstep. But what did not touch the Israelites? Their children were alive. Okay. That was God's protection on his children. But unfortunately, when we're speaking death, death comes to you. And Ramesses did not know how to shut his mouth. And he kept running it and running it and running it. And what happened? His son died. And at that point, he let his people go. But little did Moses know that he was going to come back and kill them all 
because he did not want them free. Okay, so he faked it out for Moses. But God has a way of his timing is always perfect. And he set a rain of fire to Ramesses. And then Moses parted the Red Sea and his people walked on land. You know, and people are like, how can that physically happen? I'm going to keep repeating what I've told you guys on my TikTok. With God, all things are possible. Why are you doubting it? If God can do it then, why can't he do it for you today? doesn't matter what generation we're living in. He hasn't changed. You know, and, and then you're, walk, you're going to walk in on the water with Peter. You know, Peter got out of the boat and walked in on water. He had confidence. I'm walking on water. I'm going to go to Jesus, you know. And, you know, people are like, well, he was prideful. No, no, no. They're getting it all wrong. He wasn't prideful. He was doubting the process. He was doubting himself. I'm walking on water. Why am I walking on water? Sink. Instant sink. And Jesus is just watching him as he's, help, help, I'm drowning, help. He's like, you had it. You literally had it. Why are you do, Why are you doubting the process? And that's when he said, ye of little faith. Hmm. You know, that ye of little faith. Where's your faith? Yes. And they vi- they visually saw Jesus. I mean, he was literally hmm. right there. Okay. Yeah. Just because we can't see God does not mean he's here. Oh, so absolutely. how many of us have it? Mm. Okay. How many of us does God say you ha-? just what Katie said? You had it. You had it. Yeah. Why did you start doubting? You had it. And, you know, when we start doubting, that's when delays happen because yes. the children of Israel, they were never mm-hmm. meant to be in the wilderness for 40 years. Let me tell you. They were Mm. never meant to be in the wilderness for 40 years, for a whole generation. No. They were meant to go straight to the promised land. But you know what they did? They kept looking back on their Egypt. And God will lead us into a desolate place in order for us to get into the promised land. Okay? There's Mm. certain things that need to take place in order for us to get where we are supposed to be. The wilderness was that desolate place. The land, you know, flowing of milk and honey is the promised land. But it's up to us how long we are in that desolate place. Now, listen, yes. God will allow us to waste as much time as we wish. Okay. Amen to that. He mm-hmm. will let us waste as much time as we wish on complaining, throwing temper tantrums, throwing ourselves pity parties because we're not getting what we think we deserve. Okay. Mm. Come as, on now. Yep. <laughs> as long on, as we going. are focused on our Egypt, our yes. promises will be delayed, you guys. Mm. It was never meant to take the children of Israel 40 years, but they delayed that. Okay. Yes. Are you in the wilderness right now? How are you delaying that? What mm-hmm. is your Egypt? What do you keep looking back on? Listen. The children of Israel, some of them, I mean, all of them, okay, they were enslaved mm-hmm. for 400 years. That's yes. all they knew. Their entire lives, they were in slavery. No freedom, no nothing. Their entire mm-hmm. lives, they were not free to worship their God, okay? Yes. That is all they knew. All they knew was, yes. how, was how to build this thing for Pharaoh, to work and be enslaved to Pharaoh, Okay. They kept looking back because that is all they knew. And it is scary going into a new season, into a new place, into a new life. That is terrifying. How do you think they felt? They were scared. I mean, I'm scared when God says, when when God said, you are, Felicity, you are going to have a ministry. I was like, me, me. Do you know who I am? And guys, we see it throughout the Bible. Every time God calls somebody to do something, they always like, Lord, do you know who I am? Like, I, do you, do you? Do you actually know who I am? Because I can't do this. And God says, yes, I know who you are. I do know you. And I've taken that into account before I called you to do what you do. I knew you before your mother conceived you. We see that repeatedly throughout the Bible. God said he knew us before we were conceived. He knew us in our mother's womb. He has taken account what we will do in our lives, who we will be, and what choices we will make before he has called us. So yes, it is scary yes. going into that new that new land. It is scary. But don't look back on your Egypt. Don't look back on the life 
that you once knew, the only life you knew. Because you guys, how can there be growth and a leap of faith when you don't step out of your comfort zone? The children of Israel were comfortable. They were. That's all they knew their entire lives. This is life. Okay. They didn't know the life of freedom. They didn't know the life of freedom with serving God. They didn't know that. Mm -mm. But Mm -mm. they needed to take a leap of faith in order to see what God had for them. God keeps Mm -hmm. his promises. He does. When God said that they would inherit the promised land, it may not have been that generation that saw the promised land. But ultimately, they they saw the promised land. This whole thing just gave me chills. And, you know, two things actually came to mind before I asked this question to you. You know, when we were really little, my mom always had this saying telling us when we were always scared about doing something new or going to a new job or a new school or a new grade, my mom always looked at us and said, do it afraid. Because when you do it afraid, you know, God is in complete control. And, you know, he is taking the wheel, taking that first step, and he is with you every step of the way. Do it afraid. Don't be prideful in your new stepping out of the comfort zone stage. You know, every day is a stumbling block, but every day is an opportunity for you to step out of your comfort zone and get into the new promised land. You know, we, we, exactly what Felicity said, we are so into the comfortable. I'm comfortable where things are. I'm fine the way it is. But then when we are comfortable and you made your choice, you get mad at the one person who should not even get yelled at in the first place. You're yelling at God. And it's not his fault. You know, we tend to just, why is it your fault? Why am I in this situation? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? The bigger question to ask you is this. What are you doing with your life that's going to beneficial God's glory, but also benefit yourself? What are you doing to help minister to others and sow a seed and um, not be seeds of discontent and seeds of complaining and doubtful and, oh, I'm fine with just staying home. I'm fine with just making my TikTok videos and not going to have a job or any of these things. Like, You're not pleasing God when you're just sitting. You can't help and be a blessing if you're just sitting. You know, we, we tend to say we're doing our jobs, but when we're seeing judgmental, argumentative, deceiving comments going around because we're getting frustrated with God, who are you pleasing? You're not pleasing God. You're pleasing the enemy. Satan wants us mad. Satan wants us to yell. Satan wants us to not get out of the comfort zone and into the promised land. You know, the promised land is always open. The question is, are you willing and ready to go to that promised land? Because it's always open. That was good. good. Stuff to ponder. Yes, it's up to us. We, We have to take a leap of faith, you guys, because that's just it. I mean, do you have faith in God? Do you have belief in God? Okay. And I'm not just saying like, oh, yes, do you believe in God? No, I'm saying, no. Do you have faith and believe that what he has said will come to pass? Now, listen, I'll let you in on something. God has told me through my, through my studies, okay, through reading the Bible, he is, I, I believe he has showed me a glimpse of my future. Okay. And I've prayed for confirmation after confirmation, you know, and, and I I'm getting that confirmation and, you know, I, I literally, I feel very confident that this is going to happen. Okay. And I, I do, I will say doubt sometimes I do. And I, you know, Satan gets to me and tells me, well, do you really think that's going to happen? Like you, you're nobody from Northern Illinois. How are they going to find you? Or how is this going to happen? How is this opportunity going to come to you? Okay, you guys, I, I, I do there. I go through moments where I'm like, I'm all in. God has spoken this to me. This is what's going to happen. I believe him with all my, like everything in me, all my heart, my, my strength, Mm -hmm. everything. I believe him Mm. because God, he is the God of making the impossible possible. Okay. Amen. Amen. And then. The next day or the next couple of days or whatever, 
I'll be like, hmm, God, is this what you have for me? Is it? Did you actually tell me this or am I making it up in my head? Mm. Did you actually say this to me or was it the lies of the enemy that is, you know, saying this to me? Whose voice am I hearing? And yes. I go through periods where I'm like, God, I can't hear you. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know what you're saying to me right now. And I don't know, you know, it's because the doubt has clouded my mind. Okay. Amen. I have let the Amen. enemy infiltrate my mind. He has no he business. Has he does not have any right Mm-mm. to have any part of my mind. But I'm the one that let him. I'm the one that let the doubt get to me. I'm the yes. one that invited those thoughts in and entertained those thoughts. Mm. And when the enemy comes oh. and attacks you with those, you have to just rebuke it and say, you know, listen, I know what God has for me. And nobody's yeah. going to change that. Not you. No. Not nobody. You have no power or authority over me. In fact, I have the power to, the power, to, the power and authority in Jesus Christ's name over you. Amen. Okay? So... You have to take the thoughts captive that the enemy yes. is trying to plant in your mind. And you have to give it to Jesus and say, you know what? I'm not choosing to believe those lies. Lord, I'm choosing to only believe you and what you have for me. Well, thanks, girl, for making me cry. Oh, <laughs> I saw you wipe a tear and I was like, wait, is that is that real? <laughs> is no, she crying I... or is she just fixing her mascara? No, I... So this is the beauty about... This friendship that God has literally placed on both Felicity and myself. You know, she thought she could never meet anyone. How her faith is so strong and so confident and vibrant. And she believes what God has promised her. And she you said, she said so herself. She thought she was crazy. Exactly what she said, based on a true story, guys, that is my life to the T. You know, God showed me glimpses of my future husband and my future. And I was very honored by that because when you ask, seek, and knock, God will show you. Amen. I am not kidding. I am not kidding you, y'all. If it can happen to Felicity and me, ask, seek, and knock, period, end of story. When you ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have for me? Now, I'm going to show you things that I've learned Because I'm 28 years old, you know, and it's been 10 years of no dating. And, you know, dating's overrated. I like to think of courting. And we're going to talk about that later on in the podcast about courting and dating are two very different things. But, you know, what comes to me is, you know, instead of saying, what do I want? God, what do you have for me that's going to be giving you all the glory throughout this whole story and bring people closer to you? And, you know, I suffered through a very bad childhood and I did not want my past coming back to me. And I did not want to have a man that was like a family member in my life that no longer is in my life anymore. Um, and I always ask the Lord to show me what he has for me. And I kid you not, the day I saw the face of my husband, I did not even say, oh, that's him. I asked for confirmation. I asked the Lord to reveal this to me if this was in my head, in my thoughts, or was this definitely from him? And he was showing me biblical dreams after visions, after dreams, after visions. And for five long years, I have had the exact same image and the exact same dreams. So my question is for you. If Felicity and I can have the same thing, have the same topics, have the same glimpses. Why are you doubting yourself and calling yourself crazy? What What is our story any different of your story? Mm-hmm. You know, like this is why we women should build each other up as godly women. You know, be everyone's cheerleader. You know, we're trying to tell you realistically it is okay to dream. You know, we're thinking too small. We're thinking out inside the box when God is taking us out of the box and into the wonders of God. But you have to see what he can physically do for you and put your love and your whole self in God's hands. Because the thing is, he's not going to be your first love, ladies. Jesus is the only love. Mm -hmm. 
And the right men who come to us, I know they're doing the same exact same thing, the exact same thing as Felicity and I are doing. We're not idolizing an image. It's never been an image. It's never been about him. It's always been about Jesus. And it will always be about Jesus. Yes. Yes. So take that in for a second. What are your thoughts on that? I did have a thought. And then it escaped my mind completely. This just got really emotional. (laughs) Oh, yes. That was so good. And now I'm like. He'll come back. No, seriously. Guys, the enemy really is messing with my head lately. Like, bad. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point, this episode, I, literally, I, I mess- messaged Katie last night. I was like, um, so I kind of forgot everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember. <laughs> and I've been under, you know, some pretty heavy spiritual warfare all week. And I, I truly believe Same. that it's because, um, I believe it's because we posted it. that first episode. Oh, for sure. And His- Satan's time is limited, my friends. Satan's exactly. time is very limited right now. He is finished. He's finished. Mm-hmm. you know and he's trying to you know have his one last attempt to get to us and mm-hmm. that's why you guys that your faith ah i got it okay <laughs> that's why that your faith has to be so strong okay so when you lay all of your burdens at the feet of the cross there it is okay mm. just when say it i know where this is going everything at the foot of the cross and say lord Take it in your hands. Mm. Lord, I am giving this to you. I am giving this burden to you. What do you have to fear? You have handed it over to Jesus. Why are you still worried about it? And, you know, I want to be very real and very transparent with you guys. I want you guys to like, as if you knew me personally. I, multiple times have said, Lord, you know, I'm putting this whole future husband ordeal at the foot of the cross. I'm giving this over to you, Lord. I am tired of worrying about it. And, and, you know, why isn't it here? Why have I been waiting for so long? And I have not been waiting nearly as long as you have been, girl. But I, <laughs> I have gone through that depression phase, you know? Yeah. And I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how many times I have laid it at the foot of the cross and I still worry about it. And I'm saying this because why am I worrying about this? You yeah. know? Yeah. I st- yes, I still worry about it, but why am I worrying about it? I have given it over to God. I have no reason to doubt or to fear or to anything. I shouldn't even be worried about it because I put it in God's hands. Yes. And I know that many of you are going through the same thing. We, oh, we yes. lay it at the foot of the cross, but we still think about it. We need to to completely give it all to God. And when you yes. give it all to God and you're not worried about it is when God moves. It's when he moves. He moves when you're not hyper fixated. How can you focus or how can you see the small daily blessings that God gives you when you're focused on the big picture? Okay, so for example, mm. this whole future husband thing. How can yeah. I see the small blessings and the small victories God is giving to me every single day if I'm focused on the bigger picture? I'm focused on, you know, my future husband's not here. Therefore, God's not blessing me. Oh, 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 oh. That's not true. Oh. If you woke up today, God has blessed you. Yes. If you are Amen. taking a breath right now, God has blessed you. Because with every single day you get, that is God giving you another chance to submit it all to him and to follow in the footsteps that he has planned for your life. He has given you that mm. day to align his will with yours. You align oh. your life with him and you are going to start seeing God move wonderfully and big. I don't know about y'all, but I just did a mic drop about 5,000 times at this. Holy cow. There were a lot of things that just popped in my head as she was talking. Holy cow. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is, is that's good. When God calls you to do something or to be somebody, mm. he be sure, you know, he has prepared you for the task. For sure. And unless if you don't answer that call, okay, if you don't answer and you don't step into this this life that he has planned for you, yep. You will have no idea what he might do through your your faithful obedience. 
No. Mm. Ladies, I'm going to give you some helpful tips. You know, for me, who has been 10 years in this, I get a lot of questions about this on my TikTok. How are you so faithful? How are you so patient? How are you so this, this, that? It's very, very simple. There are times I do cry. Cry is a stress relief. It's okay to cry, but it's not okay to give up. Okay? It is not okay to give up no matter how long it takes. It is not okay to give up and throw in the towel. The one thing that keeps me going is I know my worth. I know my worth in Christ. And I would rather wait for that precious custom-made glass slipper or that fully bloomed rose than have a rotten old piece of the bread or a Gaston running in my life. The other thing that came to me was, you know, Jesus is the foundation of my life. And if I don't have Jesus in the foundation of my life, I will not know how to even love anyone in my life or know how to receive love in my life. And I had to put Jesus first. And I've always had Jesus. But when I was about 15 to 16 years old, I remember getting really close to Jesus and just loving on him and talking to him and just spending a lot of quality time with him and to know my worth. Because again, I had a very sad childhood. I did not know how to receive love. And, you know, I could have been a bitter, cynical person, but instead I had Jesus in my life. So what did I have anything to stand against me, you know? And when I say my prayers, you know, we're talking about idolizing and everything, what Felicity was talking about, about how it's not supposed to be about idolizing your husband. You know, you, you can't fixate about him 24-7 a day. Now, I'm not saying to you, don't ever pray for him, don't ever think of him a little bit. But what I'm telling you is this. When you are so obsessed about your husband and when he's coming, how he's coming, why, why is it this late? You are not enjoying your life and you're not enjoying your single life. We weren't promised today, but we got today. What can you do today to bless people around the world? And most importantly, bless yourself and treat yourself. We, we tend to miss that a little bit. We think because God placed marriage on our heart, we need to fixate on it 24-7. That's not it. You know, do the little things that a wife should be doing. You know, be a Proverbs 31 wife now before you meet your promised person. Because he's coming. You know, you're not going to be single for the rest of your life. So I would enjoy the season that you're in now because you're never, ever going to get it back. And you're going to be complaining about why I'm not single anymore because I didn't enjoy my life. Whose fault was that? I mean, really, whose fault was that? It wasn't God's. It was yours because you were complaining the entire single season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have many people that are godly, that are waiting and waiting and waiting. They know their worth. But you have to understand they're probably writing letters to the person. They're working on things. They're praying for him about his day. If a counterfeit came in place, how to pray for them. You know, what, uh, what kind of day are they having, Lord? How can I pray for him now? See, when you don't know how to be a wife now, how are you going to expect it when God takes you to that land? Mm, you know what I just thought of? I saw this um, a while ago, and it really struck, it like resonated with me. Stop acting like a girlfriend. How are you going to find a husband when you are acting like a girlfriend? I see It doesn't that say he lot. who finds a girlfriend finds a good thing. It says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And let me tell you, mm. how can you be wife material if you're only girlfriend material? If you're living and saying Amen. that you're girlfriend material, you need to be wife material. Girls, you've heard me say that. Mm -hmm. And when you said um, you're wasting your time wallowing for him, okay? Yes. He is going to come along when God says it's time. Yes. You cannot change that. I cannot no. change that. And And don't get me wrong. I'm guilty of it, too. But, oh, I am too. No, no, no. I am too. <laughs> Years ago. Right. But Years ago. We are wasting that time because it's going to happen when it happens. No matter what, we need to live our life the way God mm -hmm. has asked us and called us to live our life because otherwise yes. you're just wasting it away waiting. 
waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. He will come along when you least expect it. You guys, we've been hearing when you least expect it, when you least expect it. Well, you keep going. You can't expect it and him come. The whole saying is when you least expect it, when you're busy working, when you're busy preparing, you guys preparing. Yes. Becoming that Proverbs 31 woman. Becoming the woman that God has called you to do, walking in the, in the faith that God has asked you to do, walking in the mm. purpose that God has for your life. Come on now. That's when he's going to mm. come along. When did Boaz come along for Ruth? When Ruth oh. went to the field and worked. And she just so happened to go to the field of her future husband. And he found her. Amen to that. Oh, she and was you know, working the whole in the wife field. and the girlfriend. The wife and the girlfriend thing keeps coming to me a lot because, you know, you follow me on my TikTok platform, ladies, so you know I've been telling you that a lot. You know, it does not say walk like a girlfriend. Maybe he hasn't shown because you're still walking like a girlfriend. You can't be walking like a girlfriend, ladies, and I'm not calling you out. I'm not trying to be mean, but hear me out. What if God is holding that promise to you because you're walking like a girlfriend? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Look, modest ladies. We live in a generation where modesty is deceiving and we have to show some things. The wrong men are going to get the wrong mentality and think you're that. I'm not that person. Look the part then. Look the part and act the part. Look and act like a wife. Walk like a wife. Talk like a wife. Don't be walking and looking for him because when you're walking and looking, you're looking like a girlfriend. But when you're not looking, you know your worth, you're smiling, you're straight ahead. You're walking like a wife, and he's going to find a wife. Mm-hmm. He's not finding a girlfriend. He's looking for a wife. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, we have it all wrong. We're focused on the wrong things. We are supposed yeah. to be focusing on God. And you guys, I know this is going to lead into a part two. I know mm-hmm. it is. Because it is. <sighs> It is. Unfortunately, it is. There's it really a lot is. of Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella coming into me. And it's like, we can't be doing this another two hours, y'all. Right. But it's it's so. the heart posture, you guys. Yes. Our mm. hearts are sick. We are focused on the wrong thing. Okay. Yes. We are idolizing marriage. Come on. Come we are on idolizing relationships. Okay. We are focused on the wrong thing. Our hearts are set in the wrong place. Our hearts need to be set on God. Our hearts mm. need to be set on Jesus, you guys. Pharaoh, <laughs> let me tell you, Pharaoh oh, wasn't exactly a godly dear. man. <laughs> not, not exactly. And, you know, when God knew how Pharaoh was going to react when um, Moses would ask him to release the children of Israel, God knows the contents of our heart. He knows our wants, our needs, our desires before we even know our wants, our needs, and our desires. You can't trick God and be like, okay, God, if you do this, it, okay, so let's let's go for an example. Just, I'm an, say, I'm a nope, just to give an example before we close this off, because I got a question to close it off, but I want to hear this. This oh, has okay. to be said. This has to be said. When Moses had went to Pharaoh and said, you know, mm-hmm. God of the Hebrew, you know, the great mm-hmm. I am has sent me to tell you that you need to release his people. And Pharaoh's like, what? Okay, whatever. And then we get the plagues. Okay, we get the 10 plagues. These plagues happened for many, 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 many reasons. God was not only defeating Pharaoh's false gods and saying God was showing his power in abundance and saying, I am Mm. greater than they. Okay. And What else was it though? What else was it though? It was the power of the what? of the heart posture it really our posture it really was because god knew you know the contents inside pharaoh's heart god knew how pharaoh was going to react and you know what pharaoh Mm -hmm. said after what was it two plagues he was like okay 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 if you take this away i will let your people go you guys not to be like a person to kind of just tell you but there were 10 plagues yep yep okay they were 10 how many times did Pharaoh say to God, okay, take it away, take it away, take it away. I'll let them go after this. And then that God lifts the plague. And Pharaoh's like, ha, just kidding. I'm not going to let them go. God knew Pharaoh was going to do this. God knew he was going to do this. 
Pharaoh's heart was sick. Pharaoh's heart was set on the wrong things. Amen. Uh, we need to clean out our hearts. We yes. need to get our hearts set on Jesus. Yes. And we can't tell God, God, you know, just give me this. Just just let me get married. And then you can take everything else in my life away. You can have it all. I don't need it. I just need a husband. Mm-mm. Do you really Mm-mm. think that when you Mm-mm. get a husband and say God takes everything else away, you're not going to be asking for the next thing? You really Correct. think that God will give you a husband and you won't be like, okay, Lord, now it's time for a baby. I yep. want a baby. Mm-hmm. And there's always yep. going to be something. God knows this. Yes. He knows this. He knows the posture of our hearts. He knows what's inside of our hearts. Mm. I think that's where we say to be continued, ladies and gentlemen. But also, here's the question of the evening or the morning, we should say, if you are in the morning or in the evening. How can we get to the promised land? The question falls on you. How can you let God take you to the promised land? Not God bring you to the promised land. How can you fix How can you fix yourself to get to the promised land? Because the promised land is open. The question is for you. What can you do to change it? Mm. What can you do? And we want to hear from you. Yes, we do. We want to hear questions, Q&As, and we'll answer them on our next podcast if we have to for the heart posture. You know, if you got some questions for us, DM us on TikTok and Instagram. You can follow us, like us, and subscribe. You know, do whatever you need to do. Take those questions. We'll screenshot them. I'll share them to Felicity. Felicity will share some with me. Whatever you guys have questions about, we are willing to answer them. Yes. Well, would you like to lead us in prayer today? I think I shall. I think I shall. Guys, if you're in the car, please don't close your eyes. (laughs) But follow along as we pray. Father God, the great I am, we thank you for the we thank you for this day. We thank you so much, Lord, that you gave us a new day. Help us to clean out our hearts, clean out our minds, bodies, and soul, God. Help us to not idolize a thing in life, because it's never been about those saints. It will always be about you, Lord. Help us to cling to you, to love you, to know our worth through you. And to speak more life to ourselves, not death upon us, because the ton is a very powerful tool, Lord. Help us to speak life and not death in our situations. Lord, we pray for our future husbands, Felicity and myself, and to many other women who are praying for their husbands. We pray for them, Lord. Make them Ephesians 5 men and make us Proverbs 31 wives. Help us to always remember who brought us to this purpose and brought us to this promised land. Help us to step out of our comfort zones, Lord, and we thank you that we are allowing you to take full control of the wheel and letting go and surrender. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, we will see you next week for the heart posture. I hope you're ready as much as we girls are because we cannot wait to get this out. It's time to clean out our hearts. It's time to clean up our hearts. Yes, ma'am. Well, take care, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless you. God bless your day, guys. Have a great one.